Hey, welcome to Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. Um, with Christmas upon us, we have something a little different, a show with some guests to reminisce about the year gone by and the the new one just beginning. Um, I feel like there's a change in the air. I'm watching. Oh, we've got the cameras on for a change. I'm watching Sarah eat a biscuit. Um, the, joining me are two of the, my best friends. Um, not only are they creators in their own rights, but also have occasionally sunk solo as to collaborate with me. Um the three of us are also in a, I'm going to call this an artist collective called the Beagles. That's all right, Nick, look at that. Oh, no. I could, oh, he's written a word on a bit of paper. Um, first up, the queen <laughs> the queen of UK comics, fandom. <laughs> artist, yeah, great, great day. <laughs> yeah, artist, fan, and prone to a little street art on the side is Sarah Harris. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Finished your biscuit? I've finished my biscuit now, thank you. Well done, you. Like there should be applause and cheering. <laughs> yeah, next up, you've guessed. Um, uh, next and never Sorry. least is the man some call Keith. Comics Wunderkind. And the new Frank Quietly is Cliff Cumber. Hello, baby cakes. Oh, wow. What an introduction, man. What a comparison. And uh, yeah, you're the only person who calls me Keith. You absolute <laughs> toss <tuss-pot. laughs> Keith is not going to be a thing. It'll never it's not be funny. Thing that Keith. it'll never not be funny yeah. i don't Keith even know why i said that. keith it just sort of jumped out my head i don't know why i was having a bad day and i accidentally called you keith i have no how many times have i spoken to you like a thousand times a million times and yeah. uh, just that one time was keith yep i think you were probably upset but something i don't know do you think he looks like a keith sarah i don't know that he looks like a cliff either i don't know what he looks like let's i'll, I'll have a think on that yeah. I look like a Gerald. Lord Charles. You wiggle your glasses like that, you look a bit like Eric Morkham, so you'd be more like an Eric. <laughs> hey! Hey! Yeah, I could. I would, actually. I love, I love Eric Morkham. He's great. Is the theatre name oh. he's named after him, actually, because I think really? he used to live around here. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anyways, no heavy, no heavy already, research. Folks. I've not got you doing homework this week. Um, we Have we ever done a podcast, the three of us together? I don't think we have, have we? No, we planned it. We were looking at doing Mage at a one point, weren't we? On, uh, yeah, Mage. But, yeah, yeah, I didn't really feel that you guys were vibing on it. That's what the kids call it. I like Mage. Did you? Yeah. Sarah's making yeah, a face. Yeah, I love Mage. Sarah's making a face. Sarah's not big on it, but. Not like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we uh, the Beagles was formed in New York in a very yes. a cool diner. Um but um, that's a few years ago. So how has the year treated you comics-wise, guys? What about you, Sarah? So you've had a bit of a slowdown in comics because you're now like super busy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I've had a funny year. I, I, I was looking at the comics that I read throughout the year earlier so that I could do my... These are my favourite comics I read this year for, your, for the Slack. And I realised that I read loads of comics until about august and then about four since so like you know, every every everything stopped in in sort of the late summer i'm willing to bet uh, you read I, more comics than 99 percent of the people on twitter just in that oh, run I, up I, to august i yeah. i did read an awful lot until then yeah yeah um more than i thought so i thought yeah if you average it out of the year it's still not that bad but yeah i got horribly busy from like summer onwards and stopped doing anything that was fun really oh no what, what sort of thing did you read what were you enjoying um, well, earlier in the year, like sort of, I've sort of remembered looking back through it. Primordial, I absolutely adored, um, like a Jeff Lemire thing, um, um, and Nice House on the Lake, I was really enjoying. Yeah. But I've, I've still got a couple of that that 
I mean, because they came in the second half of the year, so I've, I've, I've got behind on that. Department of Truth, obviously. Yeah. Um, all the Tom King stuff. You know, I like the Tom King stuff, so I'm really enjoying Human Target um, and uh, Love Everlasting. Um, yeah, lots of stuff. Yeah. I, I ended up with a big long list for the Slack. And oh, I was I like, and that, was that. Just, that was just the ones that got nine out, nine or ten out of ten in my spreadsheet. All the lower scored ones I didn't include. I think you've been a bad influence on me because I started keeping a list of comics that I read and marking them out of ten as well. Just coincidentally, I'd forgotten you'd done that. Yeah. I've been doing it for years. Otherwise, I forget what I've read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Keith? What's, what have you been in, Cliff? Oh, so... Um... I should mention that your uh, your your top eleven was really good. Oh, thank you. Um, I read it this morning. I never ran anything. Uh, thank you, mate. Thanks for um, the Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was a great list, mainly because I don't think you've discussed a lot of the books before. There was only one on there, and I think that was Magic: The Gathering. Uh, no, maybe two with with the saga that I'd read, and the rest were just like, wow, these sound really interesting. So um, yeah, I don't recall you making a face. Stop making a fucking face. What uh, making... what list were you reading? No, wait, where was... <laughs> I've never the read... Magic, The Gathering, the Mark Millar... Oh, The Magic read... Order. Yeah, yeah. Magic. Yeah, I've not read Saga order. either. I've read, for I've read the first of them. Um, yeah. Who was reading the new Saga who was saying it was good? Anyway, somebody else. Yeah, the 11 o'clock um, read it recently. That's okay. You're, no, I'm confusing... Saga. I'm confusing excellence. That's the problem. <laughs> Is it all? This is, and this is the problem I've had with my year, where you'd be asking me to sort out my favourites, which um, I can't because I've been wandering cons and picking up a huge amount of stuff, and uh, not being able to get to reading it all because I've been so you know committed to um, a project that I'm working on right now that's taking up all my time, sucking my soul. Um, so I did um, one of one of the outstanding uh, comics I did read this year was uh, Ray for Robert's Plastic Farm. Which is oh, I've not read um, that. Okay. Yeah, he's actually he was lo- he's local. He's from Maryland. He was from a place called Hagerstown, which is out west, and then moved to Baltimore now, which is on the Inner Harbor. But um, Plastic Farm is it's like a four volume book, and I picked that up at SPX, uh, the Small Press Expo that's held here. And um, he was one of the interviews Bethesda. you did, wasn't he? Is that right? It was one of the interviews yeah. I did, and um, he's sort of more of an elder statesman of the comic book scene. So he's. He's pretty well known. I mean, he's he's writing some Rick and Morty at the moment, he was telling me. But his plastic farm is just like that kind of alternative, right in my ballywick where I started. I saw it and I was just like, oh, you know what, I'll pick it up for a laugh because I talked to the guy. And, and um, it's great. It's really great. Four okay. volumes of it. Yeah. And then there are other artists. I know you and I ran into Carl Slominski at New York, in New York. Um he was the bold guy. I don't know. If yeah, you remember. I remember. Yeah, attractive yeah. wife. And um, <laughs> I picked up his. I picked up a comic from him, and I subsequently, after reading that, um, looked at a uh, looked at his Tita Topple, which is also another well-regarded, interesting. And those are just. I mean, those are only the two I can think about because my my shelf my to read pile oh, by my man. bed is like yeah. this. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a, a fire hazard. So you I had know, to pay a fortune to get that book because you couldn't get it over here. It wasn't on Diamond or anything, so I had to buy it from him in the oh, states and get it posted no. over. Was that before oh, we went out there? Like, no. 
well worth it. Was that before what? we went out? When I got Tita Tuffle. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was about four years ago. Oh, right. oh, okay. Whenever, whenever yeah. it came out, it's, I can't remember when it came out. It's been out a while. Um, I know these, are, you know, Plastic Farm came out. It started in the 90s and, you know, and just sort of... I must get into that, so. man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good read. Worth worth it. It's sort of that sort of head, weird headspace read of, that I really like. So, yeah, I haven't... I have to be honest, I'm reading anything from the big two. Or, right. Um, three. Just haven't been motivated to really do that you know yeah yeah okay, yeah I, I, th- I think the, the sort of the the most popular stuff i've been reading is i did read like a first couple of issues of um mark when i was like magic order i read that and also his um the oh what was the one with the aging agent king of spies something? king of nice. spies thank you yeah, yes. yeah. Which that was... made it to my list oh did it oh nice oh, one so yeah good. yeah because yeah, that got all nines and tens ah that's good Good little, did you good finish little, it, uh, Sarah? Mini series, yeah. You got to the end of it. It wasn't okay. very. It wasn't very long, was no, it? No, it wasn't. I just yeah. wonder whether it hit the wrong date. But um, no, 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 no. It, yeah. it, it finished before. before so you know I what happens. We can't say it, yeah. can we? But you know what happens. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Cool. It's a fantastic, fantastic. Read. And then, of course, uh, I have to give uh, Adam Fout a plug. I was uh, <laughs> reading his, uh, you know, Bargain Basement and some of the tribute books as well, which is always. Uh, Thank you, mate. Cheers. Well, yeah. you're part of the firm. I, I, yeah, I, I very proudly am. Thank you. Well, we'll get back to a bit of that. But in the before mm. that, I, I need to speak to Sarah about how I hounded her out of comic art and made and forced her to stand in the street and draw on walls because that's what happened essentially, isn't it, Sarah? I bullied you so badly in uh, the Hawk oh, Chronicles that it forced you to leave the comics page alone. No, it was it was the other way round. I never wanted to draw comics, and you bullied me into doing it. <laughs> um, but I never had any plans of doing any more. So, right. so yeah. So, so you, so you could, you know, you were able where nobody else has succeeded to persuade me to actually do some comics. So you should be oh, proud. I'm proud. Very proud. <laughs> yeah. So it's t- not really something that I ever wanted to do, as you know. Like I never like, like I think we forget sometimes because we mingle a lot with small press creators. We assume that everybody who reads comics wants to make comics, and they, yeah, don't. they don't. Most people who read comics don't want to make comics, and I never wanted to make comics and i still don't particularly want to make comics i'm quite happy reading ones that people who are better at that sort of thing than i am oh sarah you oh my god no. I, oh. excuse me what did we talk about before we started you have to don't be nice set me up, sarah. <laughs> I, I mean i mean like stories so and stuff. i'm not very good i'm not very good at writing stories and stuff oh that's and not so bad. so if i read a comic by somebody else it's likely to be much better than anything i could do on my own is what i'm saying well it's i wouldn't say that the, it's the same with a, a, a movie or a tv show i'd rather watch a movie that people who are good at making movies has made than try and make my own movie which would be shit <laughs> have you ever made any movies sarah no but I'm oh, sure we heard you had but that's okay we'll leave that straight to video <laughs> i was actually 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 no i've been in two of wedding films all right once when i was four and once when I did that thing with Wolf, like that. Here we that go again. Weird. Back to this again. Those not did on the drink and drawers know that Sarah Wolf. had a relationship with one of the gladiators. I did not have a relationship with Wolf, but I was in a film, a, a short film with him. Quote. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Short film with him. And Very then, short. and when I was four, I was in a horror film that won some sort of like minor prize at Cannes, which is very exciting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What was it called? God, I don't know. I'd have to ask my sister. She, I don't remember anything about it. I was four. Okay. But my sister yeah. knows all about it because she was going out with one of the guys involved in making it, which is how I ended up in the film in the first place. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. 
Now, what, tell us a little bit about the new business you've got, because you are now drawing on walls, aren't you, rather than paper? I am, yeah, yeah. I bit of both. I do paper when it's cold. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, I've, I, I launched a sort of a sort of a mural painting business about this time last year, maybe a little bit longer. Okay. And it's consumed my year and I'm exhausted, but it's gone very well. I mean, it's I've been a victim of my own success, really, because I've been so fully booked that I haven't had a day off for a very, very, very long time because I do my day job Monday to Thursday and then I paint Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So okay, sometimes for like 14, 15 hours a day. So, Have we had yeah. any sort of comic themed stuff that you've been drawing there? I think of actors in the surfer at the bottom of my own of course garden because I, I got I got tired of waiting for other people to ask me to paint comic things. I've done the Grinch, I suppose he's kind of comic style. I did that Misty cover, didn't I? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, when I'm painting just for fun, it's often comic related. But when I'm getting paid, obviously I just have to paint yeah. what they want. You drew, me to you paint. drew the Enterprise. You painted the Enterprise that time, didn't you? I have. Yeah, it's kind of adjacent, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was paid to do that one. That was fun. Yeah. It's nice. Comics about Star Trek. Yeah, yeah it yeah. counts. Yeah, very good. But no, it's going very well, thank you. That's and do you have a website bit. for that, Sarah? I do, but it's changing on first of January, so uh, there's not much point. Do you have an Instagram it. then for it? Everything's changing. So at the moment, it's you pay ice spray, but everything's changing to murals by Sarah, which is very boring. Um, but apparently businesses are put off by the spray. Listen, listen you should keep hold of you pay I spray. Yeah, we can I make am, use of that. Yeah. We can make use of that. It, you could I've sell that. Got, I've still yeah. got the domain and it'll just forward on to the new one. Yeah, we can then let's sell it on to us because we'll make use of that. Okay. <laughs> um, so you haven't managed any cons other than one big convention you went to this year. Very important you, convention. Probably the I convention of the year. year. Um, oh yeah. Did you want to talk about yeah. the I went as well, Qvention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Qvention. Oh wow. Qvention well, was, was if if I could only if I knew I was only gonna to go to one con all year, that would have been the one that I chose. So exactly. I chose well. Yeah. So in the in the back room of a pub we met, didn't we? How many people? It was about fifteen people in the end, I suppose, somewhere like that. Fifteen, twenty people it was quite well attended, wasn't it? And we all sat around oh, the that's great. Yeah. It's a big long table, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Nice yeah. pub, nice nice location. Brick Lane was lovely. I got because uh, my daughter came along. Yeah, yeah sorry about the swearing. As as Adam well knows. No. Stop. <laughs> and um and uh, Sarah took us for this just incredible tour of the street art in that area and just so knowledgeable it was like an encyclopedia it was um fantastic one of my favorite parts tony, of the day tony described on the podcast earlier as oh and we walked up to brick lane and looked at some posters no that was afterwards and i didn't <laughs> i didn't want to say what we looked at because we know the person who, who put the who fly posted them do you see what i mean yeah that's, that's right. why i couldn't go yeah. into any more detail but that was the bit after yeah. the courage remember that's right we did walk around and uh, watch criminal acts taking place. Yeah, and not the sort of thing <laughs> yeah. Sarah does. No, 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 not paying and spraying, but I mean, <laughs> paying, yeah, posting and, yeah. and hosting. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was an exciting day, wasn't it? Wasn't it a good convention? That did you have fun, Cliff? I did, and yeah, and you you, you deserve all the credit for organising that. I had no. a great day. That was really nice. Um, you know, just well, to see some of the people I've talked to, sort of just online, more or less. Yeah, first time we met Dan. Yep. Well, first time we met a lot of people, Eamon, I guess, as well, and Simon. Uh, yeah, 
quite a lot of people, with the exception of yourself and Adam and Sarah, I think, yeah, pretty much everybody that was there for the first time. So, yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah, your friend Dave. My mate Dave, he turned up, didn't he? Yeah. Yep, Gareth Hopkins uh, deserves a shout. Simon, uh, Zach Simon Boyne. turned up. Zach yeah. was there. Yeah, it's we good. We hung out for a little while. It was great. We went for nice Ruby, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. Yep, the drawing was, was good. Beautiful yeah. day, wasn't it? Can you remember who who it was who drew me having sex with someone? I can't remember who it was now. Was it me? No. Yeah, somebody else, because it was I that don't... thing. Do you remember the worst thing I've ever done? It was like a recreation of that. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, I, there was a lot of that. Um, <laughs> so Zach was sitting opposite me. Dan was sitting next to me. That's right. Uh, Adam was across the table and slightly to my right. I'm just trying to remember. Dave was opposite, <laughs> wasn't he? He's next to me. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, what a day! People will be like riveted knowing the seating plan for convention. Absolutely. Way, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, it's a good audio. Today. <laughs> we, don't, Just mate, we don't care. We don't care. Vibe, the, uh, vibe. So moving on from convention, which Sarah did. Is there anything else you want to mention about convention? But it was a very very lovely day, and Cliff, your daughter is delightful. Oh, yeah, and she's nice kid. Much. Good yes. kid. Yeah, she yeah. is yeah. very. Yeah. But we've but uh, we've been on a bit people. of a bit of a tour, Cliff, haven't we? You and I. We have, we yeah, we've had a good year. I yeah. look back on that with with just utter delight. Yeah. Just, you know, I think about my life now, and I think about what we have before and after year. Charlotte. They're the two. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. After Charlotte was the high point uh, of my year for for sure. Life. Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah. So much fun. So much fun. <laughs> the uh, so those those that haven't listened to the ACP haven't heard us go on about it. We've done we've done essentially conventions in three cities if you count convention because we've done mm -hmm. new york and charlotte together haven't we yes yeah. yep yeah. uh yeah so at uh heroes in charlotte we were tabling they very kindly um invited me to the tribute press table was that your birthday trip to, that was my on my birthday yeah did you the get those shirts for your birthday or were they did you have them already uh no i had those already right? okay yeah. he wore some very yeah. attention-seeking shirts sarah it wasn't. Oh, okay. oh, now it's the shirts. Back then, it was the shorts. Yeah, the shorts were nice. You Everything got them. You got I them off Ed Pisker, didn't you? Those shorts. Of, um... oh, for <laughs> oh god! I had an interaction with Ed Pisker, didn't I? I said, "You're right," and he went, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> He's not exactly <laughs> the most. Uh, <laughs> I was on the lift next to him, going down the lift. Said, "All right," he went, "Yeah." Yeah. I, I ran into it at Baltimore. I'm like, uh, you know, Sunday morning, it's nice and quiet. I'm like, would you mind just doing a five-minute interview? He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, then. Can I have a copy of Murder Room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> please, uh, please Mr. Hip Hop. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jim Marfood impressed you, didn't he, at Heroes? Oh, I love Jim. Yeah, he was not, not only just a really nice guy, but I, I I never really sort of encountered his style too much before. But yeah, he gave me a little gift of one of his um, naughtier comics. Oh, I read was, it at the table. I read it in the, yeah. the flat, didn't I? It was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was lovely. And then picked up a copy of his Girl Scouts. So yeah, I did like him. Very nice. Very handsome guy. Good beard. Guy. He paints as food one. That's and it. He does yes. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, he and is, he's lovely. He's, I really like him. He is a very nice guy on top of everything else. Yeah. Did you get over to see um, Pat Broderick? You didn't in the end, did you? I did not. We no, kept saying, didn't we? That lovely saying... uh, ragman picture. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. I have it here, in fact. Thank you. Oh, nice. Good stuff. Lovely ragman picture, yeah. And uh, But that was a con of meeting heroes and just 
cool people. We tabled with some cool people and you know. really nice people all around us, weren't they? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just had some good dinners and good good food and um and it was like we kept saying it was like the old school, right? Where you could actually meet creators and they wouldn't be like surrounded by people trying to sort of strong arm you off, you know. There yeah. was John Romita, you told one of the filthiest stories I've ever heard <laughs> within earshot of one of the greatest comic artists of all time <laughs> just sitting there trying to drink his glass of wine and watch the baseball wasn't it in a baseball cab i nobody recognized him um, yeah. yeah right yeah um and then uh, daniel warren johnson who was what just a nice there. dude and, uh, yeah you had uh, phil Spector. no wait um what's his name steranko walking through <laughs> i don't know who's got the better syrup yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, with his <laughs> Irish on, uh, just looking very, very thin and pale, um, walking through and just saying, and it was just like a, it was just one of those old, old conventions where it was like nobody took it too seriously. Nobody was a diva really... either. Like I remember no, Wheezy Simonson no. walking past and just waving at us and stuff, and it was right. Just oh, that nicest. was the best. Where you yeah. waved at her and she just like you were old pals. Yeah, and then uh, you know we got to hang out with the eleven o'clock comics crew who were yeah. just absolutely lovely gentlemen yeah um, don't stop going on about kind. sarah they love sarah oh my god i love, do love sarah yeah it's jason wood's birthday today it is happy birthday jason yeah yeah oh, not that this just, will go out till yeah, after christmas should... but yeah yeah i've got to make a note so i can suck up to him on this slack he's good that he's, he's another a... sagittarian yeah yes, we're good people me, but um yeah. yeah, and then the other one we did. Now I have to, I'm going to repeat a story, uh, two stories of you at New York. So story one is we we were going. Oh look, Jay Lee's free. Let's go over. And Cliff, for those that don't know, Cliff, he's quite menacing in stature. Am Cliff. I? Yeah, he's Am quite. I really? You're quite a tall and and um, muscular man. And uh, oh. you walked over to Jay Lee and you went, "I tell you what, son, you keep doing this, you'll go somewhere in this industry." And I'm like, "Fuck, this is either going to go Where really well or really badly." And it well, went really they, well because he oh, came around and had a yeah. laugh, didn't he? He said, "I'll come around the table." Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. He 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 did he did react well. What was it? I said? I, I can't remember exactly. But what did I say? I said, um, "You know, I think you can make a go of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're quite good. I think you can make a go of it in this comics industry." I, I think I said something like, "If you need any tips, let me know." <laughs> and then he was. <laughs> that was that tower, was great tower guy that was, yeah that's him yeah 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 he's, he the, so one. he's the one who he's the one who got really annoyed with me at lscc no did he why because i somebody asked me to get a copy of their dark tower comic signed by this guy i mean i'd never heard of him because like i don't know everybody <laughs> uh this is while while ago and i said yeah yeah i'll get your comic signed not realizing that I'd have to queue up for nearly three hours to do it, yeah, yeah, that's because. A... But then I thought, well, I've, I've told this guy I'll get his comic signed now, so I can't not do it. Oh, so I queued Sarah. up for like the nearly three hours. But in the queue, I got chatting to the people behind me in the queue, and they were really nice. And so I got near the front. I'm still chatting away to the people behind me, not realizing that I got to the front of the queue. And then he's like. <laughs> Like, are you more interested in talking to them or to me? He said, like, he called oh. out. And I'm like, and I turned around and I said, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize that the, I was at the front of the queue. And he just snatched the coming up. No. Signed it. Oh, no. Shoved it back. And I'm like, that's not what you want. Is no. He was a bit gruff, I felt. That, um, he was all giggling when he came around the table. He sort of giggled. But yeah, me. after it was like, yeah, he sort of warmed up. But yeah. the, the interesting thing about MYCC um, is that there were no, they had their people, right? So, I mean, you know, they had like a guy or two there, some of them. But most of them, it was like 
they had tables that were this size for legendary comics creators. Yeah. Whereas at any other con, you know, in Baltimore or whatever, they would have like yeah, like 12, it was like that heroes actually. You had to go to one end of the room to get the big names, didn't you? Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. So you'd be walking past a guy, and if you didn't even know who it was, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even you know. It's like the only person who had a roped off area. Oh, that was maybe a Baltimore. Jim Lee, I think. No, Jim Lee at New York. He had like a roped yeah. off kind of. And the dude area, from the turtle was at the else, end, didn't he? Is yeah. that right? Did Kevin Every, Eastman have a little? Kevin Eastman. But Which, everybody was there, and there were some enormously successful comics creators and you could just walk up to them which leads me to the next story i'm going to tell about you so we're, sat, we're wandering around we, we literally walked around in circles around artist alley it's massive artist alley isn't it and we're wandering around just like chatting to random people i managed to try and was it mark morales i managed to buy a print off him and then walk away and he went mm-hmm. uh you haven't paid yet but do you remember you had to go back in the, oh, that's right. oh sorry and because uh, he's so busy chatting and then uh yeah. and then we see our adams on his own and Cliff That's says, right. oh, I'm going to speak to him. He say, Cliff's like on a mission again. <laughs> and he goes, I met you at the UK Comic Art Convention in London. You told me two things. 1987. And the dude like looks up and he's like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, Who is this fuck. English bloke? <laughs> and and, he's, and you, then you said what they were. And he went, well, did you do what I told you? He went, I did. He went, good lad. He went, well done, yeah. then, like that. And then we had I, this great uh, conversation with him. Yeah. I said, I showed you my artwork and um, you told me to work on my anatomy. And that's he was it, like, that's right. Did you? I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I did. And, and then we had a He's picture a with man. him. And he oh, said, yeah, we had this great picture. Yeah. And then he said, I'll pretend that I'm shouting at you in the picture. Do you remember? And it's got him like pretending he's shouting at us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of my, my favourite pictures. He's just in the background, just like, you know, you can't obviously see my face, but he just looks like he's just, yeah. Because he's notoriously gruff as well. Yeah, at yeah, he is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike Ron Wilson, yeah. I had to say, Ron, can I have a picture with you? And he went, Yeah. I said, I had to do. I did this. I went, Ron, you can have to take your mask off, mate. I can't tell who it is. <laughs> he went, Oh yeah, good idea. Yeah, Ron was uh, not quite with it. <laughs> I understand. Although you did benefit by the fact that I thought when you asked him for, asked like, him for uh, a headshot, and he forgot and did a headshot, full. He did the full body eleven by seventeen. Yeah, I got it here actually. There you go. There it is. Yeah. It's fantastic Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah, good. God. So, but, uh, yeah, good. I think um, in about fifteen minutes we might find Simon will join us, but that's fine. Um, now, I did say I'd only keep you for about ten minutes. So. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, but I don't want to. I don't want to take take up your day because I know it's daytime with you, Clifton. Well, we, no, that's fine. We did. We were doing the equivalent of sitting on the porch, you know, yeah. having a beer and exactly <laughs> reminiscing about the glory days. Now, I've got two questions for you. The first one I've prepared you. Sarah's stressed about it, haven't you, Sarah? She looks anxious. Yeah, she looks anxious. Um, uh, but the first one is, what's in store? This is the question I'm posing. What's in store for comics? And I'm going to give you three options. Okay. One, or let's call it A, it's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah. B, are you feeling fine? You'll notice these are lyrics. And C, are you pretty psyched? So you have to choose one of those, A, B, or C. End of the world as we know it. Are you feeling fine? and Or are you pretty psyched? We'll go to Sarah first. What do you think, Sarah? Comics next year. Yeah. Um, between B and C, I don't, think, I don't think any worlds are ending. And there are some really good comics coming out at the moment. And I don't see why that should change. Yeah. Um, 
I'd like to have time to catch up with this year's before I move on to next year's. But uh, no, I, I, I think there's some really good stuff coming out. I am. I mean, the thing I'm mainly psyched about is that sort of painted art is coming back because you know how much I love that. So like that was my introduction to comics back in the 80s, like sort of like sort of painted collage, sort of mixed media art in comics, which went away for a very long time. But with Martin on Department of Truth and lots mm. of sort of like Mitch Gerrards and so like, you know, there are lots of people bringing that sort of look of artwork back. And so for me, David really McKean seems to be busier than ever at the moment as well. doesn't Yeah, he? David yeah. McKean's busy, busy, busy. So so, yeah, for me, yeah, B and a half. OK, B and a half. So when I gave you three options, Sarah's decided she's going to go for the fourth. Um, yeah. <laughs> well done. Accelerating the, into psych. Yeah. yeah. Now, before we move on, did you see that um, Dave McKean's doing a talk in Manchester in February? I did see that. Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to go to Manchester. Oh, having said that, I have got to go and see my son. He lives up that way. Oh, there you go. I might be able to, I might be able to double, uh, double dip. Have a think about it. Have a think. Good. Clifford, I'm going to give you the three options again. Is it the right. end of the world as we know it? Are you feeling or fine? Or are you feeling pretty am psyched? I, am I pretty psyched? Uh, so, again, it's, it's one of these I'd, uh, three options for an extraordinarily complicated philosophical question about future. <laughs> I knew you two would be trouble. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with B. Okay. You're feeling uh, fine. I do feel fine. Um, now... I say that because I think we we have more comics than ever, and there are more people in the creative field of comics than ever, and we're seeing we're we're, a, we're in the cusp of uh, of an explosion of creation that is unprecedented and unparalleled, and bringing us incredible work um, from independent creators. Um, and you've mentioned Dave McKean. So um, I have to uh, shout out here. One of the best presents that I received this year was um, Raptor. Oh, nice. Thank you. you. A signed copy of Raptor, which was one of my absolute favorite reads of this year. It was just amazing. Isn't wonderful, it? Yeah. independent, beautiful, lyrical, aesthetically gorgeous book, but just, just so many different levels um, uh, for two reasons. One, you know, Dave McKean is an incredible storyteller. And two, you just... Somehow, Tony always managed to nail like the perfect book for me. So, oh, that's good. Know, I'm glad. I know. That. I know you do that for other people as well. But you know, buying people presents ago, is a great joy, isn't it? I think. You know. Oh yeah. A couple of years ago, it was um, it was Kingdom, um, oh, right, yeah. from Lowbrow, which was so moving and and just hit me at the perfect time when you know the whole stuff with my dad was happening. But hmm. um, you know that, and then Raptor, just just two purchases that you uh, amongst a lot of shit that you give me over the years but those give you a lot of shit yeah fantastic things yeah i gave i gave um one of the lecturers uh so i don't know if you remember a few weeks ago we did what presents would you get for someone who's never read a comic and i got um black dog for a professor at my university and he messaged me yesterday saying now he's an absolute fan now he can't get over how beautiful it is that's great. Oh, as well. that was good. Yeah, that's that's always great when you manage to bring somebody in who might not have otherwise understood yeah. it. You should have brought um, some Steve Ditko collection uh, for that other professor that you talked to in the comics field. The one who'd never <laughs> yeah, read Steve Ditko. The one who'd never read anyway. Steve Ditko. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah. so back, back to the question and why I chose B and why I feel fine and not entirely psyched. I mean, I'm kind of psyched in terms of the independent comic scene. Um, you know, but then I think, okay, well, the issue is, is like nobody's making money in it. 
Um, so, you know, as far as viable field, it's just a professional hobby for most people. You know, they, they just sort of hand to mouth and then maybe move on to something else like video games or um, storyboarding or all that sort of stuff. But, yeah. you know, the people who it, it's an unprecedented explosion of creativity. Um, and I also think, you know, where I sort of lean from B into a bit of A, um, I, I think the, the just the distribution process that as as um uh, the foundation for the big two and other big comics creators i think those companies might be coming to an end i think they're you know eroding their own fan base they're moving more into movies they just don't care about the legacy characters or how they came about and they don't see comics necessarily as a viable yeah. We've got to do something about the sales model, haven't we? I think this we've got to um, do so. It's just too expensive. It's know? fundamentally broken um, when you can't get. I mean, a you know, comic books a single issue here costing five dollars is um, unbelievably. I mean, you can't buy more. You know, kids can't buy comic books. They can't afford comic books anymore. Adults can't now. It's getting to that adult. point. Yeah, yeah. It's getting to the point where you know, in the UK, you can't buy these comic books for any kind of reasonable price. Or you can't get them shipped over because you know the costs are so prohibitive. Um, so you know, I think that the issue is, and and the other side of this is, I don't think the companies themselves, or at least the people who own the companies who own Marvel and DC, give a two shits about the comic side of their business. Yeah. Which I think you know the, the what what's going to happen is that their their distribution model is is just going to happen, and the readership is going to grow smaller and smaller. So you know, on the one hand. Um, those practices and the predatory practices that have been happening for years in the big comics uh, are, are forcing people more into self-publication, which is why we're seeing this explosion of different um, comics and some of the more famous comic creators coming out with their own works. Um, but yeah, you know, it, I don't think that model is going to change and we're going to end up losing the big two and you know it's just all become an inaccessible mess for yeah. a lot of people i just don't think the willingness is there to put i mean sarah probably knows a bit more about this than me but the the acceleration mm. of the world you know especially in relation to sales and technology is overtaking comics a little bit you know but mm-hmm. i mean for me sarah the thing for you for me guys the, the way i feel about it is i feel fine because for me when i've got one in front of me and i'm reading it Mm-hmm. then I feel fine. You know, that's kind of where I sit yeah. with it. You know, what well, it do you depends think, on the perspective of who yeah. you ask the question to. Yeah, it know? does. It really does. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Sarah? Um, no, I, I... There's obviously, yeah, things go wrong. I don't know how my local comic bookshop hasn't gone bust because <laughs> I don't think they sell many comics these days and I don't think they're even selling as many Funko Pops these days, which used to be the thing that kept them going, you yeah. know, like... Or Magic the Gathering cards or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they sell a few of those, but you don't see many customers in there anymore. It's very sad. And I know that a lot of people, because I'm I'm an admin on their Facebook page, so I see all the emails come in. So I know there's a lot of people saying things like, like using the cost of living crisis as, not as an excuse, but a, a viable reason for the fact, oh, I'm really sorry. You know, I've, like people who've had a pull list in there for years are just saying, mm. look, comics is just something I can't justify spending yeah this money on anymore um so they're losing some big hitting customers as well and it's it, it, it is, is a luxury sad. it's it's a luxury it's like product yeah. and, and uh, I think, you know, 
what happened in the 90s is forced that perspective on comics instead of seeing them as pop collectibles uh, that had a sort of fairly fast churn rate where people would be pushing them out as many and as much as possible. They they pushed them into kind of this this premium consumer outlook on it when they realized that they could make money off of sort of a dozen different variant covers that were foil and you know, and, and, and then they move to this direct distribution model that you can only buy these damn things through <laughs> these a comic shops book you store. can't find. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the comic comic book stores are incredibly expensive and always marginal in terms of their overhead. You know, they make paper, no pun intended, razor thin margins on this stuff, you know? And it's like I mean, I don't know. I, I think maybe gosh is kind of more of the model where they yeah. push more into the independent stuff now and sort of provide, you know, maybe we'll provide a, a hub, a retail location hub for more independent comics. Yeah. But I think, you know, and, unless... work everywhere. Right. Like, no, I don't think like my local shop is very much a big two shop. Whenever they try and sell anything a little yeah. bit more artsy, nobody in Swindon wants to buy it. We're not... <laughs> well, yeah, it depends on location. That, I mean, It's not that kind of crowd, you know? Yeah, gosh, yeah. gosh has that sort of, you know, that hits to... Well, it's um, but I think more aggressively, it would be better if, like, you know, if if potentially the digital model was made more affordable and more widespread, more up to date, you know. So yeah. I know you've been dabbling, Tony, and I've heard you some of your very interesting, very insightful analyses on your use of the DC and Marvel apps for accessing. Yeah, we did an episode, we now did one, stuff. yeah, about what, yeah. how how easy it is to find stuff, what's on there, that sort of thing. And it's something, it's a definite go-to for me. And it's increased yeah. my comic reading probably by twice, you know. Yeah. And just uh, having that, it available, you know. That, that distribution model moving into digital, now I know it's not the paper copies and kind of, but I also think maybe, you know, we need to just understand we're moving into new audiences here. Yeah. You know, if manga can has, sell books through Barnes & Noble. It has to be digital Noble, for the young ones. I mean, like my kids yeah. think, think pick, picking up a book like paper is weirdly advocated. So, yeah, my kids would never read anything. Yeah. Yeah. Paper I, I think we, they we would need only to understand that the, the ink on paper model, that four-color mo model is just... That, that's, and, and that's going away the elephant in the room is it's not environmentally sustainable stuff. either is it you know let's face it you know true um true. Is, is a consideration as well well let's but, let's but not think, go on mate sorry man go on no I, i'm sorry i don't mean to push this conversation no, too far but i i think going into collectibles trade paperbacks and maybe that more tko model way they're produ producing entire books yeah might be the way that's all uh, bond estimate album format that, yeah. yes yeah yeah mm, yeah okay Cool. Well, let's let's go from being grumpy and uh, to being um, we all we all we all get. I was being a, a half. I was happy. You were being a half. Yeah, and I was. Yeah. I was. I was a B. <laughs> um, let's go to being psyched, and yes. we'll go to the question. I think um, Simon might join us in a second, but let's go to the question about um, that I posed you that caused Sarah much consternation. Um, so you get to make I mean, your I ideal yes, comic. Yeah, you were fine, Cliff. Um, me too. No, I was not. This, this <laughs> caused me some anxiety. <laughs> you get to make your ideal comic that you can. That money is no object. Who do you do, and what is it? Who do you get? Sorry, and what is it going to be? I think we'll start with you, Sarah, because I know you've probably got like um, an eight hundred word essay ready to go on this. Oh. Oh. I'll tell you the full full start I took first because okay. the, my first thought was. I, so I thought, okay, money's no object. So I thought, okay, so what 
what shall I do that I could, you know, not possibly afford in real life and probably nobody could because it wouldn't happen. So I was thinking like, you know, who are the creators that I admire the most over time and get them all working together. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get Alan Moore out of retirement. He's going to write a Swamp Thing one shot and I'm going to have it set in two different time periods so that Sienkiewicz could do one time period and Dave McKean could do the other time period and it'd just be for me and it'd be wonderful. And then I thought it would be wonderful but I'm coming at it from the wrong angle. I'm just thinking what would be like, not worth the most money, but like what would be rarest or whatever. But is it necessarily the single comic that I most want to read? Not necessarily. And also I figured that somebody would end up offering me like loads of money for it and I'd sell it and then I wouldn't have it anymore and then I'd be really sad. So, so I thought I'm not going to do that. So then I thought what I really want is to find out what happened at the end of some stories that never ended. Oh, okay. You know, Ooh, like, so, 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 so mm. if it's like just for me and it's just like to sort of, yeah, like sort of complete something in my, in my life. Yeah. Mm. I'm glad that you've I ended think. up there because you ended up with a mental scenario where you were going to lose this comic and be sad. You know, from nothing, you've created sadness in Sarah's life. But you've moved into this happier area where you're going to create this comic that finishes a story that you've always wondered about. Yeah, yes. good. Okay, good. We're, we're in a That's happy place better, now. better, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. But then I was thinking, okay, so out of all the stories that have not that have ended prematurely, what's the one that I want to see ended most? And I was thinking, like, first of all, I was thinking Random Trials by Dean Beatty because I bloody love that comic, and I'm still really bitter that he like just never finished it because <laughs> he's it making was so good. he's making a lot of cheddar on commissions, I think now, isn't he? Well, let's go bigger. So. I ended up, I thought of a few, but I ended up with big numbers. So I ended up back with Alan Moore and Bill Sienkiewicz, okay. which is where I started. But then I thought, you only let me have one comic. So I thought either <laughs> like, a, a, and there were nine issues that never happened. So it could I be thought, all collected. Actually, what, it could be collected, couldn't it? Oh, well, if I can have a collection, I'll have a collection of issues four to 12. Thank you. Good. Because I love the I love that square format and the art was fantastic. It was about maths. So, I mean, it was written for me. It was about fractals. So, I mean, like, you know how excited I get about that. Um, <laughs> so, it was the perfect comic for me. And it only got, like, two two issues in and then that third one that's floating around on the internet somewhere. It's like a photocopy of it, isn't there, floating around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also... Sinkevich had like come off it already, hadn't he? And it was going to go to Al Columbia, and it wouldn't have been as good anyway. So, so I need Sinkevich back on. I need him to make up with Alan Moore. Did they fall and out? Then, did they? Yeah, yeah. Sinkevich got Ooh. sacked. Oh right. Why? There, there are various rumours, but right. I'm not sure exactly which one is true. But yeah, they had a big falling out, and oh, he got kicked okay. off the book. Alan um, tends to fall out with a lot of people, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sign of character. I don't think it <laughs> <Yeah>. takes much. <laughs> we have so, yeah, so I thought if I can't have the remaining nine issues, which obviously would be ideal, then I'll just get Alan Moore to rewrite one bumper issue, which has the rest of the story in it, you know, an abridged version, and then get Sienkiewicz to, to, to illustrate it. That, that, that one, please. You could be you. the peacemaker, couldn't you? You could be the bridge between yes, them. Yes, exactly. That'd be nice. And that, that would mean more than just having the comic you know knowing that i had a brought alan moore back into writing comics yeah that'd be pretty cool and going to make up with 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 billy the sing and it was all down to me like the comic would be a material like i'd have a, a, a very warm feeling in my heart for having done all that oh that's nice there you go. very good i'm glad that you approached it in such a 
That was you almost approached that in a mathematical way, Sarah. I'm proud of you. Mm. Yeah. Everything in a mathematical way. What about you, Cliff? That's an interesting question. Sarah brings up a good point, but a sort of yeah, got the old neurons firing. Um, one thing I would just tie up Alan Moore and Bill Senkovich in a uh, saw-like basement. Um, and I would say, look, you know, either I throw tons of money at you and you can do this, or I start chopping bits off until you start doing it. You know, it's like, nope. Bill, Bill, I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. Good place and, to um, start. Last thing that will be Fleur left is your does. drawing hand. Yeah. So other than my that being... made me watch Hostel <clears throat> once, so that will, that's given me some ideas. That's a I'm mad sure. film, isn't it? I think that's a bad Don't because it could actually be happening. Hostel? Oh yeah, mm. that's like that's this, like the freakiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Ugh. that's not true. Sorry, but yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that. Um, yes, no. So yeah, I'd tie them up in a room and make them work together under threat of coercive threat of really. I'd rather really they punch. did it through choice than because I'm no, to that. chop. No, because <laughs> what, what you do is you you eventually you kill them and it makes the final product worth that much more money. Um, not yeah, that's be, a good idea. You know, yeah, just FYI and how my head works. Please don't anybody kidnap me and put me in a basement with Tony. <laughs> what was your original um, answer, Clifford? <laughs> so my, so just just quickly, the one that I would love to see finished would be Halo Jones. Um, okay. With Ian Gibson. It was on my short list. Oh, it's ah. got to be on the list. Um, I was so moved by that as a kid and was totally in love with Halo Jones. And when I found out that it didn't finish, I was heartbroken. Um, so that aside... Um, and can I just, can going... I just interrupt about Halo Jones? There's that of bit course. in the um, 2000 AD documentary, isn't there, where um, Neil Gaiman speaks very slowly and tells you that Alan Moore corned him once and told him the whole story of Halo the rest Jones. Of the story, yeah. I can't oh, think yeah, okay. of anything worse than that. I no. once had a very famous UK comics creator, who I'm a big fan of, tell me the whole story of his comic for 45 minutes, and I've never been oh, more no. bored in my life. And all I could see <laughs> over the over past his shoulder was John Freeman doing this at me and John had fed me into this creator. Like, he was uh, just, just for the listeners, uh, Tony was making the, uh, the wanking gesture. <laughs> so, so I think John was pleased to be rid of him and he'd left him with me. And I'm like, fucking hell, John. Tell me that story. Yeah, and then we went to the pub and I just happened to accidentally sit next to this bloke and he oh, said no. to me, not you again. And I thought, fuck me. <laughs> 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 comics creators are a unique <laughs> yeah, group of yeah. people. Sorry I interrupted yeah. you, Clifford. No, no, my God, no. I, I, <laughs> I, live, for your, I live and die by your story, man. <laughs> uh, there is never a moment where I will not step aside. And, no, no, no. Uh, let's hear, let's, so let's hear what your original one. thoughts were. Uh, so my original um, conception of this was actually very simple and just based on 13 to 16-year-old Cliff Cumber, who was is, and is a huge... Um, Alan Davis fan, as you well know, he's the he just is the heart and soul of kind of for me what a perfect comics creator is, as far as art. Um, and it was no better than his you know his Captain Britain run back okay. in the eighties, which I collected um, the Captain Britain magazine, which was like perfection for me. That that artwork will forever live in my heart as being the best thing. And um, so when you asked this, I was and and the fact that I actually managed to meet him very briefly in. Baltimore because he hadn't been there in eight years and I the last time I saw him he was doing commissions and I completely bottled 
right. on walking up to him and talking to him. Like, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was a journalist at the time, hardcore political journalist, and I couldn't talk, I couldn't even, you know, just was so intimidated. So this time I actually went up to him and I shook his hand and uh, just said, you know, I told him eight years ago I'd bottled like a complete pansy. And he was like, well, I don't bite. <laughs> um, and shook his hand and thanked him. So um, he is getting on. Uh, so my uh, conception would be uh, not necessarily a comic. I hope if I can stretch the, yeah. the question just a little bit, would be um, a monumental um, comic book tabloid sized collection of his original scanned artwork for Captain Britain, I think. But then like also an artist edition thing. An artist edition. I have um, an incredible book in the other room. Uh, on Jamie Hewlett's work, it's 300 pages thick and just massive, and it's it's great. But I, I would like to see one where it's like a history of uh, Alan Davis and his contribution to British comics and American comics, but also kind of like in that large scale format. So you know the ones that have come out recently where you can see the like yeah, the tape yeah. stuff on the corners and you can see the old pencil lines so high quality scans of his old work maybe scans of his um uh his his original pencils thumbnails anything else that you could get in that collection i think he's about uh, to do an be, avengers comic you know yeah he's still in the game and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah just but can, i mean for, for me he's just yeah just, can i can i interrupt you there cliff just say we've been joined by simon hello simon we have yeah look at him in his library Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do. I'm going to do Simon's introduction because it was going to work out how you you guys finished like half an hour ago, and then I would have sat here right. and went Simon. But I think this is much nicer. So coming from the People's Republic of Brighton, comics creator, <laughs> drum banger, it's Simon Russell. How's that? Oh. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, I'm my Simon. favourite people. Yeah. So we're just doing the um, the question I posed you. Um, about um you get to do that um that comic do you know what i mean so did you want to move on to yours so the question is if you could make your own ideal comic money's no option who would you get and what would it be so no wrong answers hmm. it's tricky isn't it yeah i'd have to revive uh a dead body right okay i'm afraid but i'm gonna bring steve gerber back okay cool yeah he's gonna do he's gonna howl the duck who are you going to get on the art? Mark Stafford. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think Mark is the new guy. Uh, with He's got the real chops to do something very exciting. And he could do the, the stupid, the funny, the horrific, the real. I think they'd mesh quite well together. Yeah. And I, the times we're living in right now, we could do with uh, a bit more Steve Gerber in the world. Yeah, there is a... Oh, commi- there's a There's a funny but sinister angle to his stuff, isn't there, as well, Mark's work? Yeah. You know, he can play the funny, but there's something just strange about it as well, which would work with Howard, I think. Yeah, that's a good point, man. The Plus, I always think that Stafford's always one of those guys. Why isn't he drawing a big book? Yeah, he's fast as well. Yeah, yeah. He can draw stuff pretty quick compared to most comic guys. So uh, it's not deadlines. It's just he's too quirky, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Modoc book in him somewhere or something like that, isn't there? You know. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, Some yeah. is he hates heroes. He's got no interest in them. He hasn't. He's told me that he doesn't. Re- he's not really into drawing gunplay or fighting or stuff like that. It's not his. 
his thing he was saying where you know where the sort of the david hine horror stuff kind of fits with him i think doesn't it you know yeah it needs to be something that's not zap bang pow yeah otherwise he'd lose interest before he got to the end of the first issue yeah 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 good good answer and the other question that i had that i've, I've sort of thrown to these guys which i'm going to ask you as well simon is um i have to put my glasses on for this is um <laughs> what's in store for comics you get three options okay mm-hmm. Is it the end of the world as we know it? B, are you feeling fine? Or C, are you feeling pretty psyched? You'll notice they're all lyrics from a song. <laughs> um, you get to choose one of them. Or if you if you like Sarah, you can sort of mash a couple together. <laughs> she cheated, basically. Yeah. Of course she did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is it the comics industry or is it comics? Just generally, it can be anything. Approach it in any way you like. So no, comics. I'm, I'm totally psyched. You're totally psyched, good man. Okay, good. Comics, comics is going to continue to make roots into other parts of the world that we just don't see. I spent so long having comics be part of an industrial process, entertainment industry that's not all it can do. And as I think people just fall away from doing that stuff because they realize there's no bloody money in it. They're going to go skin. They can't live that way. You can't just make graphic novels. If you made a graphic novel every year, you'd go starve. Even if it sold yeah. well. Even if it sold well, you'd still starve, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not talking for a year's work. You're not talking a year's salary. Yeah. So, and advances are few and far between, I think, these days as well, aren't they? Yeah, and even when you get an advance, it's never enough. So yeah. I think that that's, a lot of that stuff's going to fall away and you're only going to get the new guys coming in, excited people who want my first graphic novel. And they maybe do a second graphic novel. They don't do a third because they've gone, this is not worth it. I can't yeah. do it anymore. So people will be doing other stuff with comics. And I think that's really quite good. I'm quite tired of comics or only being stories. You know, they're great. I love it. But I want more. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, mate. It's going to be either young people or old people who have the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. me. Like me. <laughs> the the yeah. latter half and Tony of the latter half of our lives where we're finally in a position where, you know, we financially we can take it on, you know? Yeah. Or young. Yeah. But I, I think you're spot on there, Simon. That's a good good analysis. Yeah, there'll be two angles, won't there? There'll be the teenagers at university making mm-hmm. these comics, and then there'll be old bastards like us, yeah, ex- yeah. excluding Sarah, um, just yes, making she's... like these sort of grumpy. Sorry, That's not true. I'm older than you. you. You look better than me, though. Come on, Sarah, you, you, you've got the uh, the looks on your side. Good. That's true. <laughs> very true. And the other thing we were chatting about, we just we just finished chatting, was about conventions, and I wanted to ask you a bit about um, Cartoon County, now and. Oh. I've been talking a little bit about this being the way forward is a free event. Um, yeah. I'm sort of sick of paying money to go somewhere to buy stuff. Um, yeah, I know. I, I think you're a similar thought as well, are you, Simon? I'm guessing. Militantly so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did a, a the thing you're talking about now. We we ran a little small press fair last weekend, um, or ten days ago, and we worked with David Lloyd who funded the room hire. Oh, nice. So people didn't have to pay to have a table to sell their wares. And we had it free to come in because we wouldn't want people to have to pay to come in and see if they wanted to buy something. 
<laughs> yeah. The profit margins are so small on small press. If you have to pay 50 quid of it for a table, you probably won't make your money back on the day. Sorry, what was that word you said with a P? Was it profit? I'm not, profit. I'm not aware yeah. of that road. I have to write that. Uh... Sounds it's, dirty. <laughs> it's not that. It wouldn't be It wouldn't be so bad if we could all get some. Yeah. A little bit of profit. Yeah. But it worked well. We've got a steady stream of people coming into the event just out of curiosity. There's something going on. We can walk in. We don't have to pay, so there's nothing lost. And most people who came in bought something. The people who were there selling, we, we, we met up afterwards and we'd made between £30 in one person's case and £200 in someone else's case or whatever. But that all those pennies were money that they got for her an afternoon in their own town. There was no travel, there was no hotels, there was no table fees. So even the lowest end of it, it wasn't like they felt they would wasted their time. Yeah. They may enjoy yourselves and they had a nice afternoon. And I think the other thing about it is, it, and it's, I know you didn't do the last BAM, Sarah, but you've done BAM previously, and that's a sort of similar setup, isn't it? You know, and, and the, I find not only is it you do make a few quid, you can, which you spend on beer later, but the um, it's quite inspirational, isn't it? I find it's quite invigorating, I suppose is the better word. What do you think, Sarah, about that? Yeah, I think they're just a little one. They, they work really well. So, there, what was that one we went to? In a library in Wimbledon or something. Oh, that was all right. Well, yeah, Rick Jackson that was set a really, up, didn't That he? was a good one. And they, even the like the little things that I put on in my local comic shop went really yeah. well, the first couple. Do you remember? That's the one where and we like, had a round of applause when Vince came out of the loo. Do you remember that one? That was the, that was the first <laughs> one, yeah. Um, but they all did well. They sold, sold some stuff. And as you say, like if it, it doesn't feel like work for them, if it's something local and it's fun and you're just having a good time with other people and you make some money as well. I mean, that's that's a bonus, isn't it? Yeah. Interestingly, speaking from the American model, there's nothing very similar to that here on that kind of scale. You know, once again, I think there's a com- more of a community around independent small press in the UK um, that, that, you know, people are more likely to take advantage of that kind of thing. But nothing is done here without, you know, where there's an item no, no profit distances. or empowering the individual yeah distances yeah. geographic areas and bringing people together i mean even maryland which is a fairly small sorry maryland which is even a very small state where i live you know bringing together those people is almost impossible i think you know yeah the only thing like it is sbx but that's quite a large expert. still quite so a big deal isn't it still people employed to run it and stuff aren't they it's a bit like lcaf or something like that you know it's it, still it is it's got that sort of independent feel, though. You know, the guy running it and the volunteers and everything else. It's not turned into that huge multimedia circus, but yeah, you know, and they're very concerned about the creators. You can tell it's part of their ethics and their ethos. But still, yeah, it's everything has to be to scale here. So you know, three days like, a yeah. big thing like that would feel more like work, I think. Whereas yeah. you go along to like a little free one that's only like on for one right. afternoon, and you get to see some mates and stuff. I don't think that feels like work. Yeah. Like nobody at that looked like they were great. working. They looked like they were having fun. Yeah, and we, we yes. love, all four of us love talking about comics and probably talk about comics for us until we felt sleepy and had to go to sleep, you know, and just have that ability just to chat to people about. Some bloke came over and talked to me about ROM for 20 minutes, and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. You know what I mean? When do I get to talk about ROM in my day job? You know, it's nonsense. You should be able to, but we don't. And the community thing is something else I was going to ask you about, Simon, is. um. You've started this zine. Are you are you able to talk about it? I didn't manage to cover that with you, but um, is that something you want to talk about a bit? Because I suppose you put it out in the Slack and everything, haven't you? Yeah, it's public. Um, 
it's it came out of a, an anecdote you shared on the last pod or a recent pod when you were just going back down memory lane about a comic <laughs> sparking the memory of something. Yeah. And uh, I just thought, well, we've all got these little anecdotes and these stories. Uh, I'd kind of like to do a really cheap, nasty feeling zine, like the old 1970s, 1980s zines that I grew up reading. They looked, they were photocopied or mimeographed. And typed on a typewriter, some of them, weren't they? Yeah. Typed out, yeah. So I just put it out of the call. People want to write a piece. Short anecdote, long anecdote. Not a long, drawn-out article, not a review, not a explanation of their life in comics. Something more personal about this comic means something to me or this comic reminds me of something. I'd try and put a bunch together. Uh, I'm doing the layout and the illustrations as they come in so it's going to be quite quick to do once it's all finished and compiled don't know quite how we're going to print it. it's going to be a6 i've decided quite small pocket sized oh nice yeah i know that because i sent you one and you, i sent you one and you went yeah. i won't get i won't i won't get to this till tomorrow because i'm busy and then in an hour you sent me not only sent me it back edited but you sent me back an illustration attached to it and i'm like bloody hell <laughs> yeah yeah i can tell he's a professional the, uh... Changing lives, man, one at a time. <laughs> it's um, it's going. I think it'll be fun. We've got a few people, a, a couple of old pros have said they'll write something to put into it, which oh, would be news. nice. Yeah, that'd uh, be lovely. Uh, it'd be nice if there's something interesting. I don't know. I'm, at middle of January, I'm going to put it all together. See what we've got. See how big it is. If there's enough of it, I'll do a Kickstarter. Can raise some money, print it cheaply, and send the money to some sort of Alzheimer's charity or something because it's about memory. Oh, good idea. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, nice work. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to jump on the Slack now. Cause... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Details are in the Slack. I'm going to, I've asked yep. some people from London Loves Comics uh, group and some other groups I'm in. So you might get enough, enough numbers to make it worthwhile. I think you will, man. I think awesome. so. Yeah, yeah. You've got a few days to the deadline, haven't you? Oh, middle of January. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if people say they're doing something, and then then I'll wait. It's not like it's for any particular purpose or time, but you've got to have a cut-off to actually bother getting around to doing stuff. Yeah. I was chatting to Rachel Ball the other day, and I think you'd sent her something about it or something, and she was saying, oh, I must get around I- to doing that. And I said, and we had a conversation that turned up into a sort of anecdote, and I said, well, why aren't you fucking writing that down? You know. Just that. Yeah, yeah. That's just... Like, you know, my own personal one, well, I've got hundreds because I like anecdotes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's how comics got me started on a life of crime. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can Tom's I give you a quick anecdote? Comics. What? Let me give you a quick anecdote because I want to give uh, Simon a compliment here. As I, I don't often compliment people, but um, this, this all sort of ties in. So when we're at the convention, as we were talking about earlier, Simon, and, and you were there, um, and uh, one of the things you said to me was you were sort of we were discussing style and you were talking to me about like, man, why, why don't you, you know, use bigger kind of freer strokes? Have you ever experimented mm. with doing that? that? Yeah. And fuck me if that didn't get into my head, dude. That, that really <laughs> got into my head. No, it was a good thing. And um, I was thinking about that a lot and um, directly played into something that I'm sort of working on now intermittently that has to do with Alzheimer's dementia and memory and the diagnosis 
my mother recently had, and I know Tony and Sarah mm -hmm. know about this and talked about this a little bit, not to make it about me, but when you said that to me and I started working on this project, I was like, that is what I need to do. I need to free up my style and start working in a much looser fashion and a much more kind of free fashion and not be so studied and detailed and meticulous, you know, save that for my other work, but for this very personal work. And you were right at the back of my head, I remember, sort of like with that challenge. So I, I'd like to, um, you know, say thank you for that. That was... Um, I can certainly see that in that me. figure you sent us the other day, Cliff, of the your mum mm, from behind, mm. you know, surrounded by darkness. That's beautiful. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I'll show you, Simon. I'll, 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 I'll show you some when you know, because we have a camera and clearly the listeners don't. But um, yeah, I just wanted to thank you for that. That 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 oh. um, helped guide me in a whole new direction. And um, it's not often you get those sort of impromptu moments where either the universe is speaking to you through somebody or you know or, or the synchronicity is just right where somebody hits you with a challenge or something and you you know you, see you sort of, it, the best convention of last year convention that's what we said earlier yeah definitely yeah definitely that was a great moment for me so thank you <laughs> oh that was great i didn't realize <laughs> i wasn't talking about um your content i was thinking about your your, your own body health and things when you do because obviously if you're very close well, to that tight, too, yes, yeah. As I've been we get about older, that a lot too. Hand exercises and stretching, yeah, yeah, lunges, lunges. I do something huge amounts in the morning of, for the neighbors. Huge amount of masturbation. Um, yeah, that helps. <laughs> Sarah, the um, speaking of yeah, speaking of that, Sarah, you've you've I know comics have meant a lot to you over the years. Is it something you'd consider getting involved in or? But Simon's thing, yeah, I. I did think that the thing is my memory is really, 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 really bad. So I can't think of anything where I can connect something to a specific comic because I can't remember what I was reading at any given moment. Um, I did That's sort not of... That's not your huge influence on all of us with DUI. Yeah. That is your editorship of the initial DUI. You can put but... do a little anecdote about how angry you got that time and you messaged me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't about me, instantly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the, uh, the what you said to say. Dad, I didn't realise it was so big. That's it uh, She's just, talking about some art, gentlemen. Some artwork, <laughs> not... Um, <laughs> I didn't take my pants off. They've just showed us something over the uh, Zoom. <laughs> if um, I had, it would have been laughter. That would be the thing. <laughs> it would have been laughing. But, yeah, I was talking about sort of like when I was sat reading the comic when my dad was dying and stuff and, and Simon was saying do that oh. but I can't remember what comic it was I think it might have been Daredevil but I can't really remember so I, I you know I do you know what I mean I know I was reading a comic and my dad told me off but I, but I couldn't tell you which comic because I, I my that, memory doesn't work that way but that's interesting as well yeah it's like I, I know I mean really important was happening and I was doing something mundane I can't remember the specifics of what that comic was, but I know that I read. If you have any connection with the comic, it doesn't have to be a specific comic. You don't have to name the comic. It's about your memories and if they're triggered by comics or if they revolve around comics. So if you feel like it, great. It's quite it a personal have, story. It doesn't, it doesn't have, have to, to be a that. big thing either. It can be a little daily momentary thing, you know, about reading a comic over breakfast or, you know, it can be anything, you know. 
There's eight of the words. Sarah, we need more of your comics content in the world. I think. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. You could even write a thing about how you were angry at me because I wrote I wrote a comic for four pages and you did it as five because I had written too many panels on a page. That'd be fine. <laughs> I was frustrated with myself that I couldn't that I couldn't realise the script as you had designed it. So I I wasn't angry. I was I was I I I, I just couldn't get it to work and I was very frustrated. Well, that bit about where you're worried that people might think you'd drawn Jeremy Corbyn sleeping with a prostitute. Do you remember? Yes. It did look like Jeremy Corbyn, though. <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn does to. not sleep with prostitutes. I like the point I have for the purpose of this, <laughs> that I know of for the purpose of this podcast. Does Sarah might know something. Quite a lot. You don't want to Sorry? My sister knows Jeremy Corbyn quite well. So oh, he's her MP, isn't he? To, yeah, yeah. I could get her to ask him. Yeah, she's been to dinner at his house loads of time. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and anything that you want to mention Simon before we finish anything you want to mention for the year coming up or um, you've got you've got some Cartoon County stuff coming up I know you're always putting in the slack about talks that are done there and stuff like that yeah we meet up most months we're not doing one in December because it's just uh, it was just too rowdy last time in the next bar over Alex Fitch comes as a an interview and records it for his radio station on radio program on Resonance FM uh, but we couldn't actually hear the conversation going on because of so much noise so right. we not doing it in December but every month the last Monday of the month we meet up we have a beer and we have a chat Cartoon County itself has been for a long time more or less just a social pub meet but based on this uh, comics fair and some other plans we've got going on we're hoping to turn it into something a little bit more proactive and involved in the community and maybe expand it out to something that helps comics around the country because we've got probably more graphic novelists per square yeah, meter yeah. in Brighton than any yeah. hundreds of them and a lot so of that, that is down to David like, Lloyd organising a lot of meetings for years isn't he he's got people together isn't he yeah well he was one of the founders it's going to be our 30th anniversary next year and he was the founder him and Corinne Pellman and a couple of other guys who've passed on since then. And they're both still involved in it. Um, and I, I reckon we've probably got more people come through these doors than any other social group outside of London, at least. So there's a lot of knowledge, there's a lot of skills there. Yeah. And a lot of non-traditional experience as well. So there's a lot of different aspects. And you've got Myriad of base down there as well, aren't they? Is it Myriad of base? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Or, or in... Of course. Uh, she's yeah. Cool. They're obviously they're graphic novels, and uh, it's a very graphic novel-oriented group. A lot at the moment, so you want to spread that out and get comic strips and yeah. comic books, all sorts. Oh, nice work, man. Yeah, it's going cool. to be exciting. Yeah, a lot of things going on. There's talks and conversations with bigger groups or funding groups and stuff, and we just don't know where any of it's going until we've had all the conversations. Cool. Space. And what about you? What what are you working on at the moment other than the zine? Because I know I listened to you recently with Gareth in that. Um, was it? Is it called the Uncomics? Remind me the name of the podcast. Um, yeah, Uncomics. Yeah, and have a home. One of the best comics talks I've ever heard, man. And it was about completely non-traditional comics work, wasn't it? You know, um, have you got anything planned yeah. in that sort of field as well? Funny, you should ask Tony. <laughs> uh, yes, that wasn't it. You hadn't, you hadn't prompted that one, incidentally. Yeah, no. I'm working on a uh, 
12, well, 12 illustrations, big pages, they're A2 size, and they're made out of abstract marks and collages and stuff. And I've got that far. And the next step is to draw over the top of them, turn them into a slightly more realistic or depictive um, imagery, add some comic elements to it. And they're, they're depicting the 12 labels of Hercules. Oh, wow. Which, okay. Um, the storyteller, John Mason, is going to write the text for it. And we're going to put it together as a 24 page, 30 page book and put that, that out. The guy with the hat. The guy with the hat, yeah. yeah, yeah. Big hat. But um, at the end of that, we, because he does stand up storytelling, he'll go, he'll do shows where he stands up and does the story with these things projected behind him. Uh, we can put exhibitions up, and there'll be each individual page is the size of a poster originally. So if they come out as well as I hope, and I'm, I'm pleased with them so far, so I hope they will. Um, yeah, there might be some nice big prints and big chunky stuff. Oh, count me in, man. That'd be great. Yeah, are you going to think you'll kickstart it? or Probably. Yeah. yeah. So I know yeah. you did with the previous one, didn't you? Yeah, I think we worked on the, uh, the Maujin Yord and Scardi yeah. together. That's the only Kickstarter I've done myself. And it works because it was a way of actually getting pre-orders. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, It's never going to... We haven't got a following that's going to get lots and lots of people backing us and up to the sort of money that some of the guys on the Slack or some of the guys in comics get. But it just means we can get them out instead of making them and then wondering where we're going to sell them, which is... Yeah, which is the lovely thing about it, man, isn't it? You don't have yeah. to worry about getting that money back in. That's the good thing about yeah. it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, count it in, man. I'm all over that. That first one you did was brilliant. I love that one. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Oh, this will be better because awesome. I learned. First one learning. Sorry, Sarah? I was just going to say, if there's 12 of them, you can make it into a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah. Like 12 lovely big prints. Practical Sarah. Yeah. That's what we call her. The uh, Yeah. <laughs> now I think the first time I ever met you was at I'm going to say it was at a Comica event. Um, yeah, and you and I there was it's a certain person right. doing a talk while we were chatting, and we both looked at each other. And I won't name the person, but we had a meeting of minds in relation to hmm. the very nice bloke. But he was just telling the same old stories again. But the um, are you are there any more of those events coming up? Do you know? Because they sort of died a bit away, didn't they, Comica? Yeah, he was. I think he did. He stepped back from it, and the people running it after that just kind of lost momentum. I don't think there's any big deals, but right, okay. Yeah. But if there was, I filled that space in between the zine fairs and the, yeah, the cats. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks, guys. That's this is going to hopefully will make a lovely little. If people are bored during Christmas, they will be listening to this. So I'm going to put it out between Boxing Day and New Year as a little thing That's just when to listen to. When you're going to be naked, you broke up a bit there, Simon. Sorry, yeah. Cliff's going to be naked. Is it, Sorry, yeah. yeah, naked. Yeah, you're on mute, baby cakes. Can't hear he's, he's on mute. He's... <laughs> That's not a bad thing, considering uh, <laughs> this involves me and John Ottaway. Um, so yeah, so there was an episode, I think it was like 256 or something, of the uh awesome comics part in which they said they would i don't know i forget there was a prize i think yeah, Vince is going to draw you something isn't he I listening think. naked on christmas day yeah so 
Yeah. I don't remember That's the naked bit. I thought we just had to prove we were listening on Christmas don't Day. Don't play coy, Sarah. I think you've added the naked bit, haven't you? No, Tony, Tony added it, I think. I think oh, it right. was his mandate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was him. Probably was me. To be fair, I, I'm going to be listening back to it on Christmas Day. So oh, I'm that's the one you got to listen to. I know it's uh, uh, John uh, John Otway, not a murderer. He's added it to his not calendar. Murder. I saw he yeah, sent me a for... screenshot of his calendar, his work calendar. He's going to be naked. Nice, good stuff. <laughs> good. His work calendar. John strikes me as the sort of person who's naked quite a lot. Anyway, I reckon yeah. he just wanders around the house naked all the time. Yeah, me and him look uh, like his. I imagine he's a bit like me, where he looks like a German Shepherd has jumped on his back. And he's clinging on <laughs> when you're naked. Yeah. You know. but, Do you remember Steffi Cam? I think he probably has cameras in, uh, you know, like she did in each uh, how each room of his house. And you can just log on to a site somewhere like Johnny Cam or something. <laughs> Cam. Mur- murder Cam, the murder not Cam. not murderer. Um, good. So let's go. Let's go around the room and get our links then. So Clifford, where where can we uh, we find you and your upcoming beautiful work that you're doing with me? Oh, you can uh, find me. Uh, you can either find me on um, Substack, where I print my occasional column at um, the Longbox Substack, thelongbox.thelongbox.com, or you can find me on social media at CG Cumber, C G C U M B E R. Good stuff, man. And um, I'm privy. I think Sarah is as well. I'll, I'll show you sometime as well. But I'm privy to the uh, Tony Osman twos coming your way. Cliff's about what about it eight is. pages in now? I think, aren't you? So. Uh, Yep, five. Well, five pages five. in. Okay, eight pages of script, and I've then you finish. threw in I've a double-page splash, and it just fucked everything up. <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah. Good. Not to complain. No, good. No, you're not a very complaining artist. That's good. I enjoy that. We, we have a good working relationship, and you would not believe, but we do. I yeah. show you my art, and you go, mm, yeah, that's all right. No, I did that once, and it was a joke. He won't let me live this down. What was it? Right. At, like Keith and Maryland. At, yeah. When we were. Adam Falk. <laughs> when we were. Marrying my daughter. Well, yeah, that's, okay. that would be beautiful. But when we were in uh, Charlotte, you showed me some art, and I don't know why. Either I was doing it as a joke, or you just I'm caught sure. me off guard. I went, yeah, that's all right. And then you won't let me live it down. I said, it's all right. It wouldn't have been bad if it wasn't just like the once. I mean, it was every just yeah. Like I, every time I showed him some, these were commissions people were paying money for, and I would show it to him. I'd be like, "What do you think of that?" He'd be like, yeah, so. Come on, dude. You were somebody came to the table and said, "Will you do me a commission?" And you said, "Yes, I'll do it for free." And I went, "No, no, 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 no. Fuck that. No, charge money, Cliff. Charge money." And you went, and I thought you'd said, "Me and the dude thought you'd said fifty dollars." And he went, "Yeah, all right." And you went. No, no. Do you think I mean fifty dollars? I mean, I said fifteen. I'm like, what have you just done? Yeah, it's just they were small. <laughs> building anyway. the brand, building the brand. Sarah, where can we find your spraying? <laughs> oh, well, the painting uh, it'll eventually be on murals by Sarah, which I I still hate. I need to think of a better name, but I've already registered it. Um, but if you just want to talk to me, I'm still on Twitter at implausible seventeen. Good. And you're on Instagram as well, aren't you? Yeah, I hardly use it. I mean, you've got one for your spray account. Yeah, I hardly use that. Okay. Sarah, you... Sorry, I'm faint, apparently. (laughs) So you don't really use Instagram, I'm guessing, is what you just said then? Yes, I'm very rubbish at Instagram. I use it sometimes, if I remember. Now, um, are you on OnlyFans? Because I know Cliff secretly is. Don't think What's I would that? make very much money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. I pay people. Um, Simon, <laughs> where can we find you, mate? Um, it's go to simonrussell.website. And oh, uh, yeah. Links are in there. It's easier. 
because um, everything's changing, isn't it? Yeah. That's a good site, man. I was looking all over your site the other day. It's good stuff. Loads oh. of illustration on there, all that sort of thing. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the Christmas chat. That was all right, wasn't yeah, it? Thank you, It went Merry on a bit longer Christmas. than I told you all. I said, oh, I'll only be 10 minutes to each year. <laughs> We've been on for like yeah. an hour or something. Yeah, yeah. That's not atypical. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks Cheers for that. Nice, Thanks. You're welcome. Bye, Simon. Bye bye, everybody.